Thank you for joining us around the fire. For more information or to make a donation, please visit randomactsnetwork.com. Now, want to hear a scary story? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Deep in the heart of a large hospital was a ward for those long forgotten by any loved ones. In this decaying wing, three old men shared a narrow room with just one window at the very end. The man who had been there the longest, Harold, had the bed nearest to the window. Years ago, he'd been in a terrible accident, and he was left to die in the hospital. At some point over the years, Harold fell unconscious and never woke back up. He laid there below the windowsill each day, breathing in and out quietly, never opening his eyes. In the middle bed was George, a chronically ill man pushing 80. He had a weak heart and many troubles with mobility. Yet, he was known for remaining endlessly cheerful despite all of this. He enjoyed the light of the window from his resting place, but couldn't see anything but the sky above. George's positive nature could really bother the man in the third bed, furthest from the window. Richard was quiet and always grumpy. He was known for saying that George was happy enough for the both of them. From Richard's bed, he could barely enjoy even the light from the window. He spent his days frowning and avoiding George's attempts at conversation. Eventually, Harold passed away in his sleep. The nurses somberly came in to remove his few belongings and change the bedding. This ward would be ceasing operations soon, they mentioned, and they would not be taking any new patients. The nurses shifted George to the bed by the window, and then Richard to the center mattress. Even though Harold had always been silent, the room felt especially still with an empty bed. After the nurses opened the curtains and left the room, George enthusiastically welcomed the view. Overjoyed, he told Richard what he saw. People walking by in the square, a group of young, beautiful women. There was a traffic jam outside of an ice cream parlor and a police officer walking by. A group of children chased each other on the sidewalk. In a matter of moments, Richard and George felt more connected to the outside world than they had in years. Though it pained him even to speak or smile, George made sure to describe what he saw to Richard at least once a day, sometimes even more. He was weak and tired, but he assured Richard that he was happy to do it. 
George told Richard of the falling rain and growing puddles in a thunderstorm, followed by clear skies and a stunning rainbow. He chuckled at the businessmen, always in such a hurry, and laughed with the playing children. As the days went on, Richard wanted more and more to see it all for himself, but he knew he'd have to wait for George to die for that to happen. Of course he didn't wish for George to die, but he didn't mind the idea of having a room with a view all to himself. How many more chances would he have in life to set his eyes on a group of beautiful women? After a few weeks had passed, Richard awoke in the middle of the night. George was tossing and turning in his sleep, groaning and mumbling. Occasionally, he'd have an attack in his sleep, and he kept an emergency bottle of pills on his nightstand in case a nurse couldn't get to him right away. Richard set his eyes on the bottle, feeling the hairs on the back of his neck stand up. He looked to George, still squirming in his sleep, and reached out towards the bottle. In a quick decision, he purposely knocked the pills to the floor. The sound startled George awake, who quickly gasped and clutched his chest. Richard had pulled his arm back under the blanket just in time. It felt like his own heart would explode. George attempted to sit up but couldn't, awkwardly leaning towards the side of the bed. With great effort, he swung his arm to the nightstand. His hand slid around the table, knocking over the water glass and bumping into the lamp. Richard watched George's hand stop moving as his eyes landed on the pill bottle that had rolled across the floor. Then they shifted, locking with Richard. George knew what Richard had done. And that's how he died, tilted toward Richard's bed, eyes wide open and glaring directly at him. Richard didn't sleep that night. He looked past George's frozen stare at the closed curtains. Tomorrow, he told himself, he would see the world. The next morning, the nurses cleared George's things and moved Richard to the bed by the window. With two empty beds, he suddenly felt quite alone. But that won't matter, he thought. The world outside would keep him company. Finally, he would see for himself all the things George had described. As the last attendant left, George asked her to open the curtains. She obliged, and the room was filled with the light from outside. George turned on his side, taking in the view. But all he saw was a brick wall. The Bed by the Window, told by Terry Lynn Hudson, inspired by folklore and written by Brian Renaud.